What up, Chad? Hey. It's Friday. Freaky Friday. 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 When when you say Friday, what comes to your mind? Uh, Friday Night Lights. The TV show or the movie? Movie. See. I know. Okay. You I love know. it. But when you, you say love, Friday, you I think. What do you think of? Well, the first thing I thought, it's Friday. See, Friday. I think of Step by Step. I think of. Step by Step. Um, I think Full House at some point. Was that a Friday night I TV think, show? I um, think. What were the other? What were the other TJF? Boy Meets World was on TJF for a while. What were the other shows? Mm. I don't know. That's a good. That would be a good question for the live listeners right now. If you're on the live show, which we we're not. You know, we don't have the live listeners right now. So welcome, a little impromptu Friday show. This is of the Canada Athletic Training Podcast. Canada Athletic Training episode two thirty five. If you've been listening recently or... I'm back. Kevin, congratulations. Oh, thanks, man. Last week, he had his second baby boy. Second baby boy. Do you want to fill in any details or shall we call him Mysterious Baby Number 2? Mysterious Baby Number 2, Seamus Gerald Creighton. Gerald. Born on 9-20. That's September 20th at 6.16 p.m. That's so, why we didn't have the podcast that night, guys. It was it was interesting because I ended up, we didn't podcast last week Wednesday because it was, you're like, I think it might happen tonight. Yeah. And then I w- ended up doing um, a show. God, I could use it. I ended up oh, going, hey, Kev. I ended up going on, uh, <laughs> congrats on another tax deduction. Kevin just gets this show. He gets it. Kevin's got Kevin, you win. You win. You win. You just win it. So I ended up going on uh, Healthy Roster, um, had me on for an interview. Oh, yeah. And in the middle of, or at the beginning of the show, he asked, and, and I said, well, Kevin might be having a kid right now. I don't know. He's <laughs> prob- I said, he's probably in the in the delivery room right now, but I didn't know you had had the kid at that point, right. and you had already had it because I didn't go on the show until like eight, but I didn't, you didn't. I didn't know until a little bit later, but you had yeah. already had the kids. So that was probably if you were on at eight. I mean, I had a one and a half, one and a half hour old <sighs> kid. That's a one in forty five minutes. Yeah. So we did that. Uh, you know, with having a newborn, we didn't record on Wednesday, so we pushed it to tonight. Today. And we here we are. It's nine o'clock our time. Um, hello. Hi, Nisi. Welcome. So we've got a couple people on the live stream, so thanks. I'm sure if you're on the East Coast, this is super late. We appreciate it. Um, but we wanted to get a show in because this is important. Yeah. We appreciate everyone's patience. Uh, we appreciate everyone. This is great. Like we said, it's episode 235. Probably a little bit shorter show tonight. We have a, a friend or foe. We have an FMK. We have a fat. We're going to kind of do a, a, a brief feature topic, but we wanted to, to put something out there. Um, so, Kevin, you're doing okay. I'm, I'm doing. I'm doing. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Nisi. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's different. You know, it's a, it's a new world. I mean, it's, it was really nice having – I'm not going to you, – you talk about, like, you aren't a fan of the newborn stage. No, I did yeah. not enjoy it. Yeah. The newborn stage to me is okay. I, I don't mind it sure. at all. Um, 
sure, there's less sleep and all that kind of stuff, but they're also just like a little sack of potatoes, right? There's there's not a lot like you don't have to chase them around, you don't have to chase them <laughs> like sure. you know. There's there's only one source of food. Um, they're either eating, sleeping, or pooping. You one know. source of food, and you're not it, and I'm not it. Um, with Abraham, I was I was a I was a food giver with that bottle, but this time we're going au natural, and it's interesting. It's interesting. Uh, it's a boy, Nisi, named Seamus, true Irish, a true Irishman, hey. right here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, it's a different life. But you know, other people have done it, so I think we can get through it. Yeah, you you cannot full court press anymore. You have to play man to man defense. That's just man to man. You're gonna play man to man. Yeah. Um, and I'm not gonna lie. I mean, man to man is. Are you gonna go to different. a zone defense down the road? We is might. there gonna be one more? I don't know. Actually, I really don't know. I think we always planned on having more, and we've talked about not like. Having another one right away, like we did this time, <laughs> back to back to back. Which I'm glad. I'm I'm honestly I'm glad that we had the second one right away because I think if we have a third one, like it'll be a couple years maybe from now, and I think then these two boys are going to be a little bit older, a little more self sufficient. I mean, I think it'd be a good a good thing for us, but we don't know. We really don't know. We're, we're in let the, the chips let the chips fall where they may. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, very huh. good. I mean, in the last <laughs> two weeks, what's that? We we'll just wait for Kevin's comment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, the, the the Packers were exposed last night. I don't know what coverage they, they were, were playing. Coverage zero, none. Hannah Chun is what up, Hannah? Available on a Friday night. Hey, oh. Welcome, welcome to the, the show. What the hell are all these athletic trainers doing available on a Friday night? The games must have just finished. You guys are in the ATR cleaning up. Get your notes done, kids. Document with healthy roster, <laughs> <laughs> which we'll Speaking get to. Um, and that's actually our feature topic is going to be a little bit of um, what we miss yeah. In the traditional setting, getting out of the traditional setting, a lot, a lot. There's sacrifice, you know. We we there's some good to our job, and there's some stuff we miss. So we're gonna talk about it. Yeah. I think I was feeling a little nostalgic driving here tonight. Uh, the lights are on Friday night, do, do, do. whatever. So we're gonna talk about what we miss about the yeah. traditional setting. That's Thanks, gonna be our Hannah. future topic. So, um, I without giving any spoilers, I think we mentioned this last time. Mm. But I've been working really hard um, behind the scenes um, trying to build what we do for the athletic training community. And I'm very hopeful, fingers crossed, um, if things don't fall through, that we have not one. I'm going to sound like LeBron here. Not one. Not one. Not two. Not three. But f- four potential new sponsors. Four. Partners. How could we possibly have four people that are interested in four companies? At least I think we're going to have, I think I'm, we have two for sure. Dos. And I have two more that I think are going to happen, but I don't want to get ahead of myself. Um, 
So I'm very excited. So uh, if you listen to the show, you may want to consider getting a membership. I think for those of you that are members now, um, next year is going to be really fun, really important. Um, So super happy about that. But let's talk about the people we love right now. Let's do it. Our official sponsors, the official sponsors of Canada Athletic Training, uh, are the folks at Healthy Roster, uh, www.healthyroster.com, the best EMR in the world. Uh, Dan just had uh, me on there. They just interviewed me for some social media stuff. And if you go on their social media, they are really working hard right now in terms of like wanting to recognize athletic trainers and what they do. It's super positive. It's super great. They're giving away free coffees. They're recognizing all these ATs and their outstanding stories. It's really, it's really fun to work with a company that, that is that great. So heck yeah. Uh, smart tools, 10% off anything using the code candid 10 smart tools plus.com. They do, IASTM, which last episode, uh, which we'll upload at some point, and uh, you can hear what does it stand for, wrong word or wrong uh, answers only. Yeah. And then uh, they also do BFR cuffs. That they some do. good ones. I got some right there. I, I'm going to have to play around with them. They're fun. Yeah. Uh, All the activities can be had with those smart tool cuffs. Lastly, Athletic Trainer Insurance Plus, um, you can get professional and personal liability insurance for as low as $179 if you are a member of the Candid Athletic Training Podcast. That's Not 300 one, That's 179 Not 200 179 And again, if you're not good at math, you can get a Candid Athletic Training Podcast membership for 25 bucks for a year. And then you add the 25 and the 179 That comes out to $204 which I think is lower than any other professional liability insurance out there. So if you're spending more than $204 on your professional liability insurance right now, you're throwing money away. You're wrong. Join us, become a member of our show, get your full-time employed professional liability insurance for $179. Hell yeah. So thanks to to those friends, and we're very excited to hopefully add a few more names in the upcoming months here and looking at 2024. (laughs) <laughs> BFR for your neck asking for a friend. Well, sure. Did we do a, a FMK BFR? I think we uh, might have done it with Ed, but I don't think he answered. I think we should do one. I mean, I know sure. we have a different BFR for tonight, but I all right. Different FMK? Yeah, different FM, FMK. BFR? Like FMK. the three the three phases of it. Oh, the three phases. We haven't done that, have we? I don't think so. Let's do that next week. Yeah. I'll put it on 235. So, um, all the kids are talking about some AT math or something. I don't know what that is. What's AT math? No idea. The math. Nisi and Kevin are talking about AT math. Something about girl math. I have no idea what it is. I'm going to have to look into that. Sounds like it's right up Chad's alley. I bet it's something like the differences between how ATs count versus how other people count. AT math one of these days. Please tell me you guys have heard of the different kinds of yeah, math I've that's been trending. It. Are you talking about like the different kinds of math they teach in school? I have no idea. Because that shit confuses me. No idea. It's math that only makes sense in your head. Interesting. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna need some examples of this. Um, well, I mean, we don't have to talk about it on the comments or anything like that, but I'm gonna need to look at this because if Nisi's talking about it, it must be funny. Okay. So maybe that's maybe that might be a topic soon here. Who knows? At math. At math. We can come up with something. Sure. Uh, all right, let's do um, some shenanigans. Okay. Before we start, I'm going to make a side note here. Gotcha. Low-key, I actually think these might be the best podcast snacks. Because they're not wrapped. They're small enough. I'm not joking. They're just enough. I actually think they're really... Hmm. Never had a mini Starburst. Mini Starburst. Interesting. If you're first time listening to this show, we talk a lot about snacks and food and stuff here that's what we it's what's important to us it is important it's important to all athletic trainers hey you know what else yes tell me uh i was showing somebody else or i was talking about our show a couple people at work they're like oh i didn't know you do a podcast i'm like "Eh." Mm -hmm. they pulled it up on spotify and i always use it on i always go to my apple podcast because that's what i usually sure use but on spotify we have a 5.0 rating no way perfect i think we're at a perfect? four i think we're at a 4.7 on apple podcast which is still pretty What's damn good wrong with you apple podcasters well we have some detractors because uh what did the one last review say we're sloppy are we sloppy we're sloppy athletic trainers oh my bad i think it's just the people that don't understand that we don't want to be boring research people we understand oh we're at 4.8 a 4.8 on Apple Podcasts and a 5.0 on Spotify. So thanks. So if you're listening and you like what you, if you like what you hear, give us a give us a review, give us some ratings. That's always helpful. Sloppy. I can get real sloppy if I need to. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to pay for that. That is what she said. Okay. We're going to start out with um a friend or foe tonight. Kevin, I don't even know what it's called. Maybe I if you're on you the, maybe know. if you're on the lab. No, I I, I asked. I literally asked around at work. I asked every PT in our clinic. I said, "Do you know what this is?" And none of them knew. Good luck searching for it because you don't even know how to type it in. We'll find it. We're thinking. I I was watching somebody do cupping, massage cupping. Okay. Yeah. And the little dangly thing in the middle of the cup. What's the dangle thing in the middle of a massage cup? That damn dangle thing. I don't know what it's called. It's like a plastic piece with a metal tip. Yeah. I want to know, is that a friend or a foe? This person's bleeding like crazy. <laughs> Kevin's just pulling up massage cups. You, If you type in parts of a massage cup, you won't find it because that's what I did. Oh, my God. Are those... Don't look Are up those pictures nipples? of cupping therapy. Holy cow. So <laughs> the, here they are. I see the I see the pieces. Yeah. If you click on that, does it say What does it say there? Does it say Nothing so far. Yeah. Don't look up wet cupping. <laughs> <laughs> so Hopefully you know, because if you listen to this in audio form, you're like, okay, I, 
you're just having to use your imagination. When you put the cup on, you can insert that plastic piece and it's got a metal tip. And as you suck the skin back up, it's supposed to, I think it's supposed to just be like a trigger point. Right? I think so. Yeah. I think it's supposed to like actually make contact with, with the, the skin, skin. Right. And it's supposed to be a pinpoint. Uh, maybe there's like a polarity thing to it. Maybe maybe it's some sort of magnet. I don't know. Have you ever used it? Never. So that's a foe. I've never used it. You've seen it. I need like it's not like, only have I never used it. Sometimes it's a pain in the ass to either like put them in or take them out. Absolutely. It's just difficult to, to maneuver. It's when fun. you got when you got big fingers in a small cup, how how are you getting in the really small cup? That's what I want to know. I can understand if you're like doing a really big cup on a hamstring, a back, a quad, and you want to have like a little touching. <laughs> I don't know what to call it. Little little palpation. Little, yeah. Little uh, biofeedback. But trying to put that thing in a small cup is damn near impossible. It's like the Death Star. What do you got? It's a magnetic needle. Magnetic needle. Oh. So Kevin did find it. I found. I found. It's called a magnetic needle. And I no, I'm gonna find out what is claimed to it. It's supposed to do. Hannah, that's what. That's what you said. I never use them unless one is stuck from when I played with it and can't get it out. That is what. Hannah said. How often do you have that problem, Hannah? You can't get it out. But um bump. Oh, hey, ready? Yeah, go ahead. Gently insert the magnetic needle into the internal protruding part of the cupping cup. Sounds dirty. Mm, and pull out the magnetic <laughs> needle after use. Helps relax muscles. Improve blood circulation and lower blood pressure. Hold on, give me Making that again. You, give me that again. What's what's it used for? It helps relax muscles. Re- relax muscles. Improve blood circulation and lower blood pressure, making it, you feel relaxed and they're, comfortable. They're saying that's what the magnetic part does, or the cupping in general does. Nah, I mean, what are the magnets in the cups for? The HACI <laughs> magnets raise the pH of the tissue. To a more alkaline state. Alkaline tissue means inflammation cannot exist in that environment. The clinical advantage is the therapist is working the tissue that will allow oxygen to be introduced, thus facilitating a healing environment. No magnets means no pH advantage. So why? Okay. Well, so they're saying it actually changes the treatment. It changes the treatment. How come? It makes it more alkaline. The first question I have. Okay, tell me. Ask it. It's 2023, and this is the first I've ever heard that. How how come it's not being taught? Like, that would be, like, legitimately, I'm not saying it it's seems, true or not. It seems to be a very advantageous part of a cup. Then why are we all taking them out of and there? And nobody's doing it because they don't know what it is. Nobody knows what it's called and that it changes the pH balance. Might even be the most valuable part of the cup. Why are we shampooing when we can just be magnetic needling? <laughs> <laughs> Don't shampoo every day. Hannah doesn't cup and tell. I I fucking (laughs) love her. (laughs) What are the benefits of magnet therapy? What is needle cupping therapy? Ooh. So, okay. So legitimately, I might have to... Is there any EBP in this? Uh, Maybe. 
maybe the folks over calling a researcher, calling a good podcast. Hey, uh, let us know. Medbridge, let us know if you've done any uh, cupping EBPs with magnets and no magnets. So, friend or foe? So far, it's probably a friend in the future that I don't know yet. Clearly, from what it's saying. I'm going to have to say, if if it's true, it's a friend. Yeah. Do you know? <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. Um, what? I don't know why my brain goes here. So I was thinking, okay, it's a foe right now, but chat. if I'm going to be friends with it in the future, you're going to have it or marry it. You're going to have, well, I was just thinking of the movie scene where he goes, I'm going to do that little guy. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, uh, from what? I think that's from, I'm going to do that little guy. It's from, uh, my the girl said. next door. The girl next door. Okay. When the exchange student's coming over and he, they're like, basically all the kids are making fun of the videos he sends over before he comes over. Okay. And they're like, this kid could cure cancer. And like some guy's drunk at a party and he goes, I'm going to do that little guy. <laughs> God. That's that's what the magnetic needle is to me. Like I'm going to fall in love with it when he gets here. All right. But right now. I'm going to do it. Right now I got nothing but bad things to say about it. I will promise everybody on this podcast Right now, the next time I do any kind of cupping therapy, I am gonna put that needle in the cup. I wanna, I wanna know. I wanna talk about it after. And we're, oh, we are. Do you think it'll change like the skin color, the tone? So it's basically changing the pH, the oxygen level. Is that what it said? Um, it's changing the pH level, right? So alkaline, if in an alkaline state you cannot have as much inflammation or any inflammation, really. And so, therefore, if in that circle you can create an alkaline state from using the magnet, therefore there's going to be no inflammation there. Now, But isn't it but on, my, on top of the skin? And, does does well, the alkalinity penetrate? Magnet, can, the, right? can the alkalinity penetrate the skin? That's what everybody wants to know. Well, I think... It creates an alkaline state because of because of the magnet. I know, so but like the, it the probably, magnet's still not going into through your skin layer. Yeah, but like imagine if you had a magnet that was on one side of, and I'm I'm not saying that your skin is a piece of paper, but like if you had a magnet on this side of the napkin and another magnet, they could still stick to each other, right? So because your skin is permeable, that magnet is still going to penetrate into the skin debatable of how deep that magnet i would actually i mean i could run next door to the clinic and i could probably grab one of these and see how strong one of these magnets are we'll do we'll do um we'll save that maybe for next a, week a bonus video yeah we'll see how strong this magnet so is. this ended i'll up, put it i'll put it right up to your head and see what happens this ended up being a way do you better have any, do you have any fillings do you have any fillings i just went to the de dentist for the first time in like since probably the pandemic Yesterday. Do you have any metal in your body? Yeah. Like we could put the magnet against your mouth and see if it like actually like. Do you have any fillings? I have the the tiniest bit of a filling in the like. Yeah, I think I've got. It, it a would not be enough ones. metal. Yeah. Or the neck. Okay. Too bad, we don't have Nate on the podcast because we know he could find somebody with metal in their body and he would stick that magnet right up against that. Hannah says, when I've had to use them due to the stuckage, the to skin the doesn't even reach the tip because I have to suction too hard to get it to touch. Thanks, Would Gab. be bad to the 
for the patient. Is there a difference between the red and the blue? It's a oh, great question. Probably not. But maybe. It's really good. We're going to deep dive on this another time. The, the needle, the magnetic needles. Oh, my gosh. I get, I, I'm finding so much stuff. I don't know about red or blue, though. This is too long of an article. Yeah. Okay. We are gonna, we're going to deep dive into this forever. Anyways. And this is going to become a legitimate podcast that is going to give you the information that you need. Magnets I'm still cups. saying it's a foe. It's too much work for potential. Potential. Like Hannah said, she's calling BS on it. I think it sounds theoretically promising, but in reality, is that what's happening? I'm not sure. So, uh, too much work. And an extra thing to clean. So, are you still saying? I'm going to say friend. Why not? You're going friend. Okay. Uh, cool. That was a good one. That was, I, I didn't know this information before the last five minutes. We're growing as clinicians as yeah. we speak, and hopefully you are too listening to this the show. The things you know. Uh, do you want to do our FMK, or sure. would you like to do our FAT? Let's do our FAT. Let's do a FAT. Let's okay. do a FAT. Kevin's gonna Kevin's gonna dominate this fat. Um, so while you've been on what would you call this paternity break? I guess so. You're on paternity leave. Yeah. Um, you've been binge watching Planet of the Apes. Yeah, me and the wife were searching for things to watch, and I said, you know, I heard these the latest Planet of the Apes movies were actually pretty good, and so we're like, why not? Let's watch one. And so we watched the first one. Which came out in like 2011 or something like that. 14. 14? 14, 17, and whatever. I just had okay. it pulled up. Um, for everybody's information, pretty good movies. Like, I, I would actually highly suggest if you have some time and you want, you want a little three-part series to watch, solid movies. I was pleasantly surprised. Um, so we're going to fat. The main character in Planet of the Apes is Caesar. The basically the leader of the apes, um, against another famous band. I think he's a uh, I was gonna say bamboo. Um, what um, the a, ba- uh, a baboon? Baboon. I think he's a baboon. Rafiki. What is? Uh, I'm gonna. What are Rafiki? Oh no, you are right. Two thousand one, two thousand three, two thousand seventeen. Rafiki. Two thousand one, two thousand three, two thousand seventeen. I stand corrected. Uh, although, although the character of the Lion King is often referred to as a baboon, baboon, the colors on his face indicate that he's actually a mandrel. Gotcha. A mandrel. A mandrel. A Mandalorian. But he is in the... I'm sorry for all the ape versus gorilla versus monkey. He's in the monkey family. Sure. Right? Um, so, Caesar... Versus Rafiki, and you've seen Lion King, and maybe I'll jog your memory on some that character, and you know, no. maybe some of his characteristics as a. It's sad because the monkey is my favorite animal, nice. but I don't. I haven't watched any monkey movies. This is also awesome because my oldest son, now he's in the stage of like when he sees a monkey, he goes ah 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 because we go ooh ooh ooh. <laughs> And then if you go, hey, can you find the baboon or can you find the gorilla? Because he has these little like 
animals that he puts on a thing and then it goes gorilla and then it makes the sound of a gorilla which they don't go ooh, ooh, ooh. but he'll go ooh, ooh, ooh. that's awesome it's hilarious my my oldest son is now like 12 because i have a one week old at home it's weird he's growing up so fast <laughs> it is strange when you see your older kid when you have a newborn that kid immediately gains 12 years of their life anywho Okay. Caesar. Let's do this. Rafiki. Tell let's, me. Let's do this. Um, we're going to do this by duty. Okay. We're going to go, who's the better, um, who's going to be the, uh, who's got better hand-eye coordination? Ooh. Basically, I mean, who would be a better taper? They're both pretty gnarly. Um, I'm going to go Caesar. Caesar is a advanced ape due to basically getting an enhanced virus in it, in his body. Um, so he adopts a lot of human characteristics. They start to learn how to use weapons. They start to even become more ambidextrous, so I would say, than your typical ape. Rafiki, I would say, still lives in that classic very good hand strength world but caesar's got the touch he's got definitely more of the human characteristics of being able to like grasp and so he could do some it. cupping he could oh, he could he get could the, the magnetic needle out yeah he could do a, a better um effleurage oh, oh for sure those those would be some those would be some mitts that would be massaging the crap out of your Quad. So as a monkey, do you get to use all four, you think? Oh, you could. Because those feet are, they got thumbs on those feet. So this is a, a a very underrated feature. So when we're doing the fat bracket, we're going to have to seat up because four. Oh, we could have done a boo. Look at you, Hannah. We could have added a boo in there. Yeah. Curious George, a boo. There's plenty of a monkeys. But one. One these two are good. Yeah, these are great. Um, How about this? Tell me. Who who's um who's gonna ask better questions? Oh Rafiki. Why I think Rafiki's Rafiki's the he is actually the I would say the dominant characteristic of Rafiki is he asks the thought provoking question to Simba of who are you? Right? And Simba has to figure that out and he has to figure out like what does he mean to his basically his tribe back home and that only comes about because Rafiki asks the right questions he right he, he's he's uh he's the he's the old wise man that like comes around when you need him who's the better planner uh in <gasps> terms of like rehab mm. like who's coming up with Caesar Caesar. Caesar lives in a, I'm sticking to my plan because I know at the end of it, it's, it is the, it's the end goal that I have in mind. Rafiki lives in a world of like going everywhere. So he would be changing the rehab plan as it every day. Like if your athlete comes in and they are complaining of X or complaining of Y or like, Oh, all of a sudden you saw some inspirational quote that wanted you to do something else. I mean, Rafiki's going to be changing it all over the course. 
he would still get to a great endpoint, but Caesar definitely sticks to the game plan that rehabs need. Okay. Uh, who's better under pressure? <gasps> Caesar, again. Many, many times in the Planet of the Apes saga is he the one that's put under pressure and has to make the right decision and continues to make the hard decision even though people around him are freaking the F out. Rafiki, again, a little off the wall, probably going to disappear on you a little bit, even though the reason he's disappearing is because that's what you needed at the time. Who's more likable? Oh, personality. Rafiki, Rafiki by far. He's funny. He is... You love... or. What's the, what would be the saying? You love to hate him, kind of, or like you hate to love him, or I, whatever that saying is. You love um, to hate him. I think you love to hate him. He he frustrates you, but you just, you, you love him anyways. So Rafiki, for sure. Who? I'm trying to come up with two more, because that'll be seven. Mm-hmm. That'll guarantee no ties. Who's got, um, who's going to do, continue to learn, do more CEUs? Who, who's got the quest for knowledge? Hmm. That's a hard one because the evolution of Caesar as the leader, (laughs) he definitely is constantly trying to adapt to his, his family, his tribe. But I would say Rafiki has definitely been the, the one that is constantly put himself in positions where he needed to step out of his comfort zone, learn something new so that he could pass the knowledge on to somebody else. So who are you going with? Rafiki. I need a tiebreaker question. What else do we normally, I mean, we normally like hit up like the, Hand the I, So we did the uh, emergency skills, we did like eval, we did rehab, we did under pressure, uh, more personable, more learning. Okay, how about this? Who's the tidier, who's going to have a cleaner, uh, more prompt, uh, like who's going to be the better administrative side of athletic training? Caesar. Why? Again, Rafiki's just all over the place. Ad- administrators would just go nuts trying to wrangle him to like get his documentation done, get those forms in. Can you, we need you to organize, you know, pre-participation exams. I mean, Caesar is definitely going to be more organized. Well, that's your, that's your, that's your winner then. Caesar? That's that's four to three. Nice. Caesar has uh, administrative, Hand-eye coordination, better planner, and better under pressure. And Rafiki has uh, more uh, more learning, more CEUs, I guess. Uh, he asks better questions, and he is uh, uh, more personable. Okay. So, But we're going to go with Caesar as the better athletic trainer tonight. All right. Planet of the athletic trainers. Caesar. So give me the story. Give me, like the, give me the two sentence... What's the Planet of the Apes about? Um, In 10 seconds or less. Oh, my God. 
I can't do it in 10 seconds or less. A organization is develops a virus, basically, to try and cure, um, was it cancer? Uh, no, Alzheimer's. And what they find is when they're testing it on these apes is that it makes these apes incredibly smart. So it like sure. it, it generates brain cells in these apes and so they think if we give it to humans it will then generate brain cells in humans therefore curing alzheimer's gotcha what ends up happening is in humans it kills them and so therefore and it's a it's a virus and so it can spread but the and apes what, can take it correct the apes like the apes don't get affected by it so when it spreads, it basically kills off most of the humans. Some humans were immune to it. And then, so it's basically futuristic, kind of post-apocalyptic, sure. but because of this virus that it spreads. So the planet of the apes means they're the only ones basically left. They're the basically, there are, still, there are still humans left. Yeah, got it. But for the most part, apes have now become the dominant species. Okay. Well, very good. I might have to check that one out. I got it's a good. lot on my list, so we'll good. see. Uh, okay, we are on to our F, Mary Kill. Do it. Um, I was at work today and you saw work. somebody. I was at work. Wow. While I'm at work, I'm usually trying to do something for the podcast, though, in mm-hmm. between patients. Um, Sorry, Freighter. And it's okay. <laughs> I get my work done. I just have enough time that I can do other stuff. Uh, so then I was walking through watching some of the therapists and somebody just was doing some banded walks. And I was like, Oh, we probably FMK this before, but let's do it again. You know, our opinions may or may not have changed. And, uh, so in terms of banded walk, let's F Mary and kill, uh, forward, backwards, banded walks, lateral banded walks. And then what you call, Monster walks. Would you like to do the monster walk? Sure. This is not going to be good for the audio forum, but if you're watching on YouTube, Kevin's going to do a banded. It's almost like a diagonal step with a band around. So we'll call those. Oh, look at the man has two childs, two children, and he'll still bust a move. Bust a move. Um, These are super addictive. I told you, I I think they're probably maybe one of the better podcast snacks we've had. There's not a lot of smacking. It's easy. They're quick hitters. Can't stop. I know. Can't stop. Won't stop. Uh, you pop. So you have to marry one, kill one, and F one. That's how this game is played. Really? Monster walks. When did we change the rules? Lateral. Front to back. All right. I feel like the... The go-to is the lateral walk. The the classic, well, we need to get your glutes and those glute meads firing a little bit more. And You're so saying that's gonna, the pumpkin spice, like, yeah, cookie cutter. We're going we're gonna to do some lat- banded lateral walks. Now, what I don't like about those is that, like, half the time people feel, they're not, they don't even feel it in their freaking... Um, Glutes. There you go. Um, Not a sponsor yet, but we're eating mini Starbursts on the show. 
mini starbursts. And then the forward reverse walk. I mean, did you did you say what you said? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. The forward reverse walk. I mean, that's what we generally do in life. But as athletes, we have to. Because I'm an athlete, um, we we gotta we gotta change directions often, and that that usually involves going at a diagonal. That'd be more the monster. I'm gonna marry the monster walks. I think you get a little of the spice of life along with the consistency of activation in what you need out of the exercise. I'm going to kill the lateral walk. I'm going to F. No, shit. You can't. I can't. No. Can't do that. How about this? I'm going how about, to. How about this? It's your FMK. You can make know. it your own. I'm going to. Yeah, no, but you were right. I can't. I can't F the forward and reverse and marry the monster. They're too similar. They're way too similar. So I'm going to have to kill one of those. I'm going to kill the forward and reverse. I think I'm, I'm accomplishing that with the monster. So I'm going to F. With the lateral walk. Because. If you do it right. It's going to feel oh oh so good. And sometimes. If you do it enough. You're going to get some burning. Maybe a second kid. (laughs) Some burning. If you do it enough. There's a good chance. Yeah. I had a patient today that had that problem. (laughs) (laughs) And they. They came into the ortho now clinic. No, it just <laughs> was in their chart. I just noticed it. <laughs> well, there was a note, and I'm like, oh, maybe this is like a lot of times patients will like have a note with their primary, like, hey, this is what's going on. What should I do? And they'll say, go to this clinic. So I clicked a note, and it had nothing to do with orthopedics. It had to do with yeast. Oh. <laughs> um. And I'm not, they weren't drinking beers either. Mm. I'd go for a beer. wonder if I have any beer at home. So, I think I'm going to marry the laterals. Like you said, it's probably, it's like if I gave my three-year-old a band and said, so put this around your ankles. It's probably what he would do first, you know, without any instruction. Lateral? Is that what you said? Yeah, probably. I mean, you just think. It's kind of like. Uh, this is a lie. But like if we because we have an agility ladder at home and he'll just pull it out and just run through it for fun. Doing icky he, shuffles. Well, that's what I was going to say. It'd be awesome if, like, the first thing you did was just you you just instinctively did the icky shuffle first because that's what everyone knows. But he just does jumps. He, like, jumps them. Don't touch the lines. But I feel like laterals are... I think laterals are important. Again, if you give someone a band like that, 
the chances are you're giving them the band because you want them to engage their glutes. Most likely. If you're putting the band around their leg, you're not saying, I'm really hoping I can get your hamstrings going. No. So if you're going to do the glutes, do the glutes. Do them. So um, I'll marry the laterals, you know. Um, Leave that back door open. <laughs> just make sure you put it around the toes and not around the ankles. There you go. There you go. Just a little rehab oh, hack. Yeah. Think about the feet, people, not just the ankles. Or more than just ankles. External rotation happens down there. Um, I'm going to kill front to back because I think, like you said, if I if I can get somebody to do a monster walk, I'm also getting them to do some forward, backwards, and that's enough. Um, and if you can get multiple positions at one time, you should get multiple positions at one time. You heard it here on the Canada <laughs> Athletic Training Podcast. I am going to just throw this out there as an honorable mention for bands. Can you get multiple work. positions at one time? <laughs> no. Is that possible? Well, in one session. One session. Okay. Well. In one session, not at one time. Well, it depends <laughs> on how many people are involved. How many bands do you have? I wish I had it. <laughs> do you have multiple bands? I wish I um, shot. Boom, boom. Oh, that's not how you do that. You had a rim, a rim shot, uh, rim shot. So let, let's let's. I just want to give a shout out. Shout, and it's not part of our FMK, but uh, I had a coach that was really big into doing banded gum shoes. He called them gum shoes. The hell is that? So if you put the band around your feet, okay, around your toes, around the toes, okay. And then you keep one foot on the ground, and then you pick up uh, the other foot and pretend like there's a piece of gum uh-huh. on the bottom of your foot. And so you have to externally rotate and flex, almost like a Faber's test, or like a you know heel up the shin test. Heel Faber's, up the- like a figure four. Oh, okay. Banded. I got some sneaky good. You want me to some, demonstrate real I got quick? Got some bands back I'll there. I'll just I'll just d- demonstrate. Why don't you talk the the listeners through what I'm doing I'm here as try. you see it? If you're just tuning into the podcast, Chad's gonna walk to the back of the room here, and he's gonna grab a band and he's gonna put it around his toes. Uh, yeah. So from here. Yep. Where's the band? The bands around my feet toes. Bands are band around his toes. Yeah, we need we need the actual band. It's only 14 feet away, buddy. All right. Chad is now going to put the band around his toes. Okay. One foot's going to stay on the ground. Oh, okay. So you're picking up your... March with an external rotation. That is sick. I like this. I'm working this into the next workout that I put people through behind us. I love it. like you have gum on the bottom. Hold on. Can you write gumshoe on one of those whiteboards? Gumshoe. I like it. That's a great... I mean, just just when you thought this podcast, you weren't going to learn anything. We just got maybe one of the best exercises we've ever talked about on this. And it came from a coach? What, what sport did this coach work with? Women's soccer. Women's soccer. I like that. We are going to... Mix that into strengthen your hip flexors. Get a little external rotation, glute. I like that. 
That was a really good one. Thanks. I was messing around with this TRX with yeah. hip internal and external. You're like, yeah, like check this out. When we start, when we go large and in charge, we're going to do all sorts of hack videos for you. And you got to be a member to get some of this stuff. That's that's on our goals for next year. Kevin has got one foot in two TRX straps. And he's going to... He's going to... I'm assuming he's going to do some internal external rotation here. My foot's in the TRX. You put your foot here. That's a really good leverage point. Yeah. He's doing some external rotations. Some windshield wipers. Kevin's working on some groin strengthening here so he can have child number three. Hey, listen. we We do, Kevin, we've talked about this for a year, but we do have to come up with a, a night or a day where we just come and film some of the best rehab exercises you're not doing and give it to our members. This this right here changed the podcast. Mini All of a sudden, our brains are working. Percolating. We are coming up with a lot of great exercises yeah. for our folks. So... Everybody's always saying hi to us out of these yeah. windows. Remember, remember the last podcast? Someone flashed us, and Someone, I've never been the same. You know what? Come back. Come back. Seriously, somebody was out there. I accidentally licked my microphone just now. <laughs> <laughs> right after we were talking about somebody <laughs> yeah. flashing us. Um. So, yeah. So, banded walks, banded exercises. Don't um, don't sleep on them. Don't sleep on, don't sleep on those uh, monster walks. Gum shoes. Add them Gum in there. Shoes. Uh, okay, I think we are ready for a nice feature topic. Let's go. So I alluded to this earlier. It's Friday night. Uh, I was driving up here, and actually all day I was like, oh, I'm going to record Friday night. That's kind of cool. It's special. Um, Friday night. Kind of always had that like under the lights special feeling, mm. you know. And, and we're not too far from where I used to, you know, Correct. cover. Yeah, uh, there's you know, probably a football game going on like three blocks. There was, there was. I stopped at the yeah. gas station and got the snacks and the hot chocolate. And oh, that's what that is. Yeah, that's a hot chocolate. Okay. I have low key. Uh, I love shitty. Gas station powdered hot chocolate. I don't know why. I've always liked just a crappy powdered hot chocolate. I'm fine with it. Listen, if high-end hot chocolate was better, like, it would be everywhere. It would be everywhere. It's yeah. not. What everybody, not usually. Everybody wants the cheap powdered hot chocolate. That's what takes us back to our childhood. There's nothing... Stale freaking marshmallow. There's nothing better... Than a concession stand where they give you that cheap ass wooden like swizzle stick. And that's not a swizzle stick, but you know, like the flimsy, like, I don't know what it's like. Oh, the smallest stir stick, stir stick. It's like a, but the cheap wood one. Yeah. It's like really flat. Yeah. That they have an all hotel, uh, continental breakfast. Yeah. And a cheap one in a styrofoam cup. And you stir it as best you can, and it's still like clumped to the bottom because this shit, this stir stick ain't stirring jack. That ain't stirring. Shit. That ain't stirring hot cocoa. I love it. That's it what ain't. I love. That's what I miss. 
I miss um, getting a concession stand hot chocolate. Mm. Um, right. yeah. I'm when I I that's the what I miss huh. about. Somebody asked me what I miss about athletic training, and I was thinking Friday nights. No, just like night games, like the the. We've had some really interesting conversations about like, is athletic training the event coverage or is it what leads up to the event coverage? Like that was one of our earlier uh-huh. earliest discussions. Like you were like, what makes athletic training is the lead time up to the actual event. I think we've talked about like that. Yeah. Like the value of an athletic trainer to, you know, a lot of not enough athletic trainers are paid for the, this might happen. Right. And that it usually might happen during an event. Yeah. Right. So every single athletic trainer has gone and covered a camp, gone and covered a, a tournament. And you have literally sat there the entire time and got paid and did nothing. Yeah. But that was a valuable asset. You were a valuable asset for that place. It's hire, au- right? it's insurance. It's auto insurance. Yeah. You wanted to make sure you have it in case something happens. But covering Mayhem. covering the event can be really fun. I think covering the event is more fun than covering a practice. It's energizing. And I'm on the on the drive up here I was thinking that's probably true. Like I was, I was thinking, would you rather cover an event or would you rather cover, you know, cover nothing but events or cover nothing but practices? Oh, and I assume everybody would answer, cover the events and not have to cover the practices, except maybe for baseball athletic trainers because there's so many <laughs> <laughs> events and there's no practices. Can you imagine? If, Mike, how many practices uh, do you have as a as a professional baseball athletic trainer? How many practices? Only practice. a month, only like literally no game that day. Yeah, because that's the other effed up thing about baseball. It's like every day is also practice. Every day is practice, batting practice. Yeah, like, I, I consider game, like I right? consider but only a practice. Yeah, how many would I have in a month? Maybe I'm gonna say point six, because maybe on an off day we come in and do like batting yeah. practice, like like. On a getaway day, we would, you know, everybody, like, people can so come you, in. So you'd wait, have like, six practices to cover. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And then you would, okay, so you'd do, like, two weeks, basically two weeks of practice before. Spring training. Like, before you do any games in spring training. So you'd have 12. Roughly. You'd also do inner squad shit and stuff like that. But, like, let's say, yes. Uh, I'm going to say at most 20. At most 20 in a course of sure. eight months. So baseball athletic trainers would probably be the only one that say, I'd rather cover the practices than the games because the games are out far outnumber. Everybody in else would probably, I, I, can't, I can't assume, I wouldn't assume any other athletic trainer would be like, give me the practices. Because covering the events is fun. For the most part. Because senior athletes compete and succeed and whatever, that's kind of why you do it. If I, but like, Okay, so if I could only, like, let's say, if as a baseball athletic trainer, if you only came in for the hour and a half, two hours before a game to do treatments, just like one round of treatments, then cover the game, I mean, that wouldn't be a bad thing. Show and go. Show and goes. All show and goes. Yeah. That wouldn't be a bad thing. That would be actually, be actually kind of great. 
So, I mean, I love I loved game time. Dame time here in Milwaukee. Dame time in Milwaukee. Boom! Watch out from deep, everybody. Um, listen, every other NBA team. Pick and roll, Dame and Giannis. Just, just. Sorry about it, the league. Oh, God, you guys. Everybody else in the country. I feel so bad for you that now that we have Damian Lillard. Anyway, um, you know, uh, deep down... Games gave me anxiety. Yes. Am like I I cannot remember a game that I ever in the nine plus ten years of covering baseball that I wasn't walking out to the game thinking to myself a little bit, am I ready for anything that could have possibly happened? And it would always give me just a little anxiety of like, I hope I'm ready for that. Now, once game starts, just like the athletes, right? You know, am I prepared to play today? And then game starts and you're just doing, right? Practice, I and I would never have that kind of like feeling during practices. It felt more relaxed, more controlled. But there's not like... It would be interesting to see the percentage of injuries. Games versus practices. Mm-hmm. Baseball is a little probably unique again it's unique, because it's yeah. but too many games. But I loved games. I re- I really did. I miss that. I, I miss being on a sideline or yeah. in a dugout or wherever, watching athletes perform. The national anthem beforehand, uh-huh. the handshakes, the whatever. Mm-hmm. Feel it. Like- I mean, even I would I. Like, setting up the field would be kind of cool right now. I haven't had to set up a field. I know everyone hates it, but, like, your routine, your routine of getting ready for an event. I'll tell you what, setting up a – so I used to set up the spring training fields, Very, and I've brought this up before, very lucky in professional baseball. Never had to set up a a game field during the season. But if I had to go cover spring training right now, setting up a field – would kind of feel very like uh, easy, we'll call it. Sure. Like just kind of mindless activity. Yeah, it's it's grunt work and you don't want to do it, but also like I'm I'm getting paid to put some coolers into a dugout. Like this isn't bad. The the mindset <laughs> because you haven't done it in a while, the mindset yeah. went from it's something I have to do to something I get to do. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. As we stay in our profession for x amount of time it becomes oh, something yeah. oh i have to do this again no you get to do it again yeah that's how if you want to be happy with it you have to say i get to do this not i have to what else do you miss about like traditional setting other than just like the game i mean everyone says the same shit honestly yeah. it's the, com- the people, it's the, com- you know? the camaraderie the jokes the uh whatever i miss um it's over there I miss uh, coming up with preventative rehab exercise programs. Pitching coach comes up and be like, "Hey, can we can we put together some exercises for the pitchers so that their hip internal rotation is better?" I like, got a place you could do that. I know. Like I I miss <laughs> I miss 
coming up with exercises. I've always said that leaving a traditional setting, I had to give up my favorite thing of the job, and I also got out of my least favorite part of the job because I hated the treatments. I hated the cupping, the massages, the 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 dry the the what I call build your own treatments. Yeah. You know, when, when athletes would come in and ask for something that they didn't know exactly what, what they were asking for, they just thought it looked cool. Yeah. I hated that mentality. I was happy to be rid of it, not have to do another massage, not have to do another needle or cup or, uh, you know, yeah. stem treatment, uh, ice and stem. Um, but I miss having, being able to come with the exercises to help people. Yeah. So I, I miss that. What about you? I still get a lot of that, right? So, like, I do – that's all – that's everything I do next door is all the manual treatment of stuff. And then I still get a lot of, like, those preventative – everything I do back here, I try to make, like, a preventative rehab kind of idea. Well, that's why you created this space. Yeah, that's why I created this yeah. space. So, like, other things I miss – I miss the bus – yeah. I loved the bus. I miss traveling. I did love the bus where I could get on the bus, put some headphones on, check out. I love downtime. I'm for somebody that does a podcast. Yeah. I tend to be pretty introverted. I yeah. I can be an extrovert. Mhm. I can be an extrovert, but I truly am an introverted person and just kind of like downtime. I will and the best, the bus was the best. I'll agree with that. I I do miss the the downtime of catching up on TV shows, movies. I mean, when I was when I was in the traditional setting, I watched more movies on while traveling than yeah. ever before, and I don't get that at all anymore. I have way more free time with others now but with myself i have like zero free time anymore like zero and now i just added another dynamic of another kid but i do miss that mm -hmm. i think our traditional setting we, we were afforded that for sure um i miss being like the number one thing like patient driven athlete driven and i talk to my patients about this that always ask, oh, like, well, what would you be doing with like a professional athlete right now? And like, well, number one, I would be seeing you for the next like, let's say eight to ten hours, and then also I'd be seeing you every day. I yeah. miss, I do miss the progress that I can make as an athletic trainer with somebody every single day. Yeah, whether it's small or large. Um, That's what she said. Yeah, I don't. There was another joke in there. Um, I only see my patients at best twice a week. And it's kind of, it's sometimes frustrating because I feel like sometimes I don't make as much progress as I could. Mm -hmm. I do miss that a lot. I miss like the automatic. I do have a set of really routine patients that see me all the time and we never really have to talk about like even what's going on with them from physically pain or like what's tight. It's just like, get on the table and we're going to work. 
I miss the autonomic, the automatic, like, when that athlete lays down on your table, and for you and me, it was, you know, the starting pitcher just lays down on the table and you you know how to stretch their shoulder, right? There's no communication even had to be had. It was just literally, this is this is how we do things. I miss that a lot. Yeah. I miss that like just you're so in sync with your athlete that you don't even they don't even have to tell you what's going on. Yeah, I have something kind of similar. Probably be my last one, but like um, once you've kind of actually not even really have to work that hard at it, but what in my current setting, it's like every patient that comes in is like new and they don't know what I know and what I can do. And I'm just doing these shitty little three minute histories and just moving on. What I miss working with the athletes is that feeling like I felt like they gave me the utmost respect and they kind of viewed me as like, I got a place you can do that again. Like the, no, like I was there. Go their to. go-to, like... You were their guy. The guy. I was the guy. Like, hey, Chad will take care of me. Chad's going to take care of me. And at work now, I don't... I'm just the guy that yeah. fucking asks what medicines you take yeah. and if you, you know, still have herpes. 100%. You know, in, yeah. Whatever. Or whatever. I mean, in your setting, that's tough. Yeah. That's really so tough. I, I do miss... I miss just feeling important to somebody. Sure. I'll just say yeah. it like that. I felt important when I was in the traditional setting. And I sometimes I get disappointed because like those athletes that I felt super important to yeah. when they graduate, I thought I'd still be important to them, and I don't hear from any of them. Um, mm-hmm. And that's okay because I am important to other people. Yep. Uh, but I miss that. Totally. I'm right there with you. The only like the only thing is I still get that, which is nice. I yeah. just don't get it all the time. But I do. They pay have, you to to tell yeah, you how important you. Are. They do. But I do have my, I have my patients that are like, I don't even go to my doctor anymore. I just come to you. Yeah. Like I just, I have, I have my guy now and I tell everybody when they talk to me like, oh, this is bothering me. Well, I got a guy for you. Like yeah. I love, I love doing that. Um, it's actually one of my favorite, like when somebody says that, I'm like, oh, awesome. Like I still have it. I still, I still got that like still traditional, What's traditional up? athletic training. Um, I mean, I think that's we hit a lot of good stuff. Yeah. There's there we could go on forever about things that we miss. We can also go on forever things that we hate. So hopefully, if you are listening to this and you are in the traditional setting, hopefully it made you realize there's a lot of frustrations out there, but maybe it's not everything is terrible. There are probably some some good parts to your job still. Hopefully, you can hear something that we miss about it and be like, oh yeah, I never thought about it like that. I I have feeling at least a little lucky. And honestly. So many of the good things can exist without the bad things, right? You can't be somebody's guy without having to deal with what you had to deal with, right? Mm-hmm. You couldn't just be a drop-in every once in a while athletic trainer and be somebody's guy. Like, it, it's um, know that. The, the profession offers a lot of suck that comes with a lot of great things. And I think that's why a lot of us have done it or still do it. Um, and that's why it's a great profession. It really, it really is. Um, that's why good people do it as well. So, 
You got anything else for the folks? Or should we shut her down? We should shut it down. Mm, shut so thanks it to down. Kevin and Nisi and Hannah for joining us tonight on this very unique Friday night. Um, impromptu, yes, not really amazing. impromptu, but you know, it's just a, a not natural time for us to record. So it was fun. Yeah. Uh, so thanks for joining us on the live stream. Thanks to you at home for listening. Uh, episode two thirty five. Um, come back next week. Listen again. Share the podcast. Uh, like I said before, I said, uh, you know, give us a review, give us a rating, but really just word of mouth is the best thing you can do for us is get people to, to come join us on the live stream or come listen to us. Um, thanks to Healthy Roster. Check them out, healthyroster.com. Uh, 10% off anything, smart tools, uh, smarttoolsplus.com. Use the code CANDID10 and um, discounts on professional and personal liability insurance through Athletic Trainer Insurance Plus, lowest rates in the business if you are a member of the Candid Athletic Train Podcast. Kevin, congratulations. Thanks, man. Welcome to Seamus. The Candid family continues to grow. Mm-hmm. Super happy for you, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate so, it. I'm back. We will We're see you all soon. Bye. Bye.